Welcome to Chatting with CHA, a series featuring interviews with CHA's industry thought leaders. I'm marketing communication specialist, Adria Campbell, and today I'm happy to introduce Toby Heath. He is our project manager and project team leader for life safety and security. Toby, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Adria. I'm looking forward to it today. Me too. Your work is all about peace of mind and minimizing security risks in public and private facilities. Can you give us an idea of the breadth of the security and safety challenges that our clients are facing today? Sure. Uh, that's a very open question, but I will pick a couple of different avenues to discuss today. So, you know, from a physical security perspective, our clients today are challenged with protecting their assets um, all while having a reduced budget. So year over year, their budgets seem to be decreasing uh, as well as the threats on those assets are increasing. And then you take into consideration the increased ingenuity of the modern day criminal, uh, security often becomes a reactive measure rather than a proactive one. You know, reactive in the sense that most clients wish they had done more prior to the negative security event. Security events are costly, right? Um, from replacement of stolen assets to loss of intellectual property to most importantly, reputation. Reputation for our clients and most businesses takes years to develop, sometimes decades. Um, and one negative security event can be compromising that reputation within minutes or seconds. Uh, so most importantly, planning, right? Planning includes conducting assessments that will identify the vulnerabilities, the potential threats, and then recommendations to mitigate them. And the most important aspect to an assessment is implementation of those recommendations. And you know, it's interesting that you mentioned security often becoming a reactive measure rather than a proactive one. I think having that peace of mind really does go a long way in today's society. What are some preventative measures that can be used and what types of buildings would you use them in? Sure. So when we think about security, there are security fundamentals that we utilize for every type of our uh, projects or clients. Um, and the first fundamental is deter. So deterrence is often the most cost effective security implementation, you know, from proper exterior lighting to visible security cameras with proper signage, uh, proper wayfinding for visitors as they come from the public property to the private property. Preventive measures are often underestimated in regards to their effectiveness. Um, another one that comes to mind is property maintenance. It's a very important preventive measure that's often undervalued. A properly maintained property, tongue twister, uh, will let potential criminals know that this property is cared for, looked after, um, and if there was something negative to happen on that property, it would be caught right away and respondents would act accordingly. Some examples that we use for property maintenance um, are clear line of sight. So as you look from inside the building to the outside of the building, being able to canvas the whole property quickly and see something that's out of place. Um, we also um, abide by property landscaping. So three seven rule is something that we talk about. Uh, three foot is the highest the bush can be trimmed to. And then seven feet is the clearance underneath the tree canopy. Again, the three seven rule really reinforces that clear line of sight. Uh, most importantly, security practices can be and should be applied to all types of buildings, right? So schools, colleges, hospitals, factories, our buildings, commercial buildings, retail, 
anything that has an asset needs to have a security measure in place to protect that asset. Um, it's also very important at this point to identify that human life is an asset. Um, it's if not the most important asset because it's irreplaceable. All of our projects at CHA are geared towards protecting human life. You know, that's a great point. I think often those preventative measures are overlooked, but they can be the most cost-effective security implementation that we do have. Can you describe some of the latest security technology and some of the systems that are being implemented today? Sure, I, I definitely can. Um, before we do that, though, I would like to talk about security master planning. While it's not a technology or a, or a system component by definition, it can be often more important than those. So proper planning will help ensure end users are investing in the security aspects to their facility um, that will give them the most ROI. In regards to technology or systems, the industry is ever-changing uh, and improving, thank goodness, at an alarming rate. While some technologies are bleeding edge, uh, meaning that they are still vetting their reliability, many technologies are proven um, and can provide today's end user with a viable tool at a reduced cost. Just some examples that we've seen come out in the last, I'd say, five years, active shot detection. So these are detectors placed within the facility that will detect a shot being fired, either the audio or the sonic waves. Um, some others are early event detections, such as vaping, elevated voice, trigger words, swear words, keywords, uh, chemical. Um, <clears throat> another aspect that we think about in regards to the technology of today is video analytics. Uh, it's a great buzzword. It's been around for 10 or 15 years. Uh, but since it's been around for so long, it's become almost free on most video surveillance systems and or cameras. So when we think about video analytics, we can analyze video autonomously for threshold crossing. So if somebody crosses a thir certain threshold, we can be notified. We can do object left behind. You know, we think about the airports leaving baggage behind. We'd like to be notified right away if that's happening. Um, and then traffic direction. So if the traffic for this area is east to west and we have one person going west to east, we want to be notified right away. Those are all things that are in video analytics today, and 99% of them um, are free in the systems we specify today. Uh, lastly, I'll talk about is uh, access control. Obviously, keeping the people in our building safe is very important. Also, um, notifying people if there's unauthorized people in the building. So we think about those types of systems and technologies. Those are card readers. Um, we have our typical badge, right? But now we can use our phone to access facilities. Motion detectors to notify us if somebody's in a place where they shouldn't be. Um, door contacts to notify us if a door has been open unauthorized or even propped open, right? We think about a K through 12 setting where we wanna make sure all the doors are closed at all times. Mm -hmm. um, there's other various technologies, but access control is another place where technology has advanced quite a bit lately. Hold that thought, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. CHA Consulting Inc. is an innovative, full service engineering, consulting and construction management firm working to responsibly improve the world we live in. Our talented professionals strive to elate our clients in everything we do. We act as your single point of contact from start to finish, utilizing technology advancements and adapting teams, schedules, budgets, and services to each unique challenge. At CHA, engineering and client engagement go hand in hand. Providing both yields amazing value and amazing results. Learn more at chacompanies.com 
or find CHA companies on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Welcome back to our discussion on life safety and security with Toby Heath. So Toby, you mentioned active shot detection and early event detection. Can you elaborate on how these are being implemented and what benefits they provide? Sure. So when we think about security, timing is everything. Um, coming down to the fact that minutes or even seconds really matter. The earlier you can detect an event is happening, or better yet, before an event is about to happen, the better. So active shot detection is just that. It detects that a gunshot was fired. The detection is autonomous and doesn't rely on human interpretation to determine if it was a gunshot or some other noise coming from inside the facility. Incidentally, a gunshot inside a building sounds much different than a gunshot outside that we might be more accustomed to. So as soon as the gunshot is detected, a series of pre-programmed notifications are initiated, ensuring the quickest possible response. The same philosophy goes for early or pre-event detection. Devices can detect a multitude of events such as vaping, trigger words, or even escalated voices. These are often precursors to an event that requires a response. And are there any additional preventative measures that schools can take as they begin to reopen to increase security and student safety? Yes. So based on the assessments that we've conducted, you know, pre-COVID and then during COVID, we've seen many schools relax their security posture based on this decreased student population on site. You know, many schools operated in a 50-50 um, ratio of students on the facility. So odd days would have 50% and then even days would have the other 50%. So they've kind of relaxed how they handle their building security. The security policy and procedures that were put in place prior to COVID were developed for a reason, based on historical events within that school district or based on security trends uh, for the nation that we've seen, the school buildings need to return to their pre-COVID security practices. One of the more obvious examples that we observed is propping of doors to access the building. We, we noticed that on the perimeter of the buildings for band rooms to let you know, fresh air in or gymnasiums to let fresh air in, or even the main office, you know, a lot of K through 12 schools have an exterior door for the main office that locked, um, but then there's a secondary door. And a lot of times we've seen those doors become propped open for convenience. They need to be shut and locked again to create that security envelope. And then Toby, would you mind providing just a few examples of how our clients have benefited by enforcing these preventative measures? Sure. So after conducting a comprehensive security assessment for a school district, it was determined that complacency was the number one area that they can prove in. You know, while security and policy procedures have been in place for many years, many building occupants have become complacent or relaxed when it came to the security. And more importantly, in the response to the security events, you know, we've had these teachers trained based on, you know, events that we've seen over the last 10 years on how to respond accordingly, but they actually haven't had the event happen at their school, thank goodness. Um, so they become relaxed in how to respond to those events in their drills or mock events. A more linear example is the installation of vape detectors in troubled areas. The one example is we saw um, vaping happening in bathrooms where teachers couldn't respond fast enough to catch the violators. And we simply recommended the installation of detectors and the vaping seized in those areas. Very simple cause and result equation. Uh, then lastly, the proper installation of video surveillance cameras 
and the proper signage to go along with those cameras has all but eliminated the act of illegal dumping at one client's site. Prior to the installation, the client was paying thousands of dollars on a yearly basis to remove non-tenant trash. We installed the cameras and the signage, uh, and that's all been gone to zero. And then switching gears for just a moment, can you tell us what does the future hold for life, safety, and security in our industry? Sure. So if I got my crystal ball out, um, I would I, I would focus around the fact that it's ever evolving, right? Um, but we always um, tend to specify systems and technologies based on the current threat or the recent past current threats, right? Uh, the notion that newer, better, and cheaper products are constantly being released into the market is a double-edged sword. Good in the sense that the manufacturers are pushing the capabilities of the technologies. Uh, not so good in the sense that some products are not 100% vetted, um, resulting in a false sense of security for our end users, and in the end, creating a huge legal liability. So, you know, when our customers are investing thousands, sometimes millions of dollars in security improvements, it's highly advisable that you have a non-biased security professional assist in the recommendation of the technology or product to mitigate that risk. I think that's a great point. Technology is always changing and it's important that we change along with it. It's been great chatting with you, Toby. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Adria. And if you would like to contact Toby to learn more about life, safety, and security, visit chacompanies.com under Changemakers for contact information along with video recordings of chatting with CHA. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss a future episode. That's going to do it for us. We'll be chatting again soon.